Hello and welcome to Awaken, Heal and Transform. I am your host, Francesca Raffa, and I am so pleased that you are here. Take this as your sign from the universe that you are on your journey to awakening, healing and transforming, to live a soul-led life of purpose, passion and alignment, reconnecting you with your innate power within. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Awaken, Heal and Transform with your host, me, Francesca Raffa. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about my retreat that I went on to do the Reiki Yasui Mastership with my lovely Reiki teacher, Gwen. Well, on the retreat, of course, I was joined by some incredible soul family and I mentioned very briefly that when I walked into the space where we were all staying for the week for the week's retreat I just felt like I was coming home and everyone that I was surrounded myself with they felt like I just felt like I knew them for so long however there was a particular gentleman that even prior to attending the retreat I was given his name by my guides I was given the name Pete. A few, this was three days before attending the retreat. And so when I got to the retreat and I was, you know, mingling around and then Pete showed up and he said, oh, my name's Pete. And it instantly hit me that that Pete, <laughs> Pete who was standing in front of me, was the Pete that my guides were trying to tell me about three days prior. So automatically I felt like, right, okay, me and Pete have this connection. There is something I need to learn from Pete. Me and Pete have been in many lifetimes together. And it just became apparent throughout the week together that we spent on the retreats and we did healings on each other and his healing energy is so pure and powerful um he did a healing on me and i i went back six or seven or eight i don't even know they were such quick flashes of different lifetimes but i felt like in each one of them pete was present with me so i went through 1920s i was uh, even way before this in persia in ancient egypt and in each one um Pete was there and it was interesting because obviously he was conducting this healing. So it was like a remembrance was happening through this healing that he was channeling. So this is why I had to get Pete on today's episode to share the connection that we had, but also for him to talk about his journey and his trilogy, which uh, he very, very much briefly mentioned on the, the retreat. So I'm going to go into a lot more depth today in this episode and talk about some of his darker moments in his life as well. So let's welcome Pete. Hi, Pete. Thank you so much for joining the Awaken, Heal and Transform episode. 
yeah, honored to have you here. And I mentioned previously to the listeners, you know, how we connected and what a special moment we shared that week for our Reiki master, Reiki Yusuke yes. mastership. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really made it so, so special. You're such <laughs> a, ge- a gentleman, you're a one of a kind man and a very, very powerful healer, as so many of us kept saying throughout the entire week. <laughs> um, a uh, powerful Pete over there is what is what we kind of named you for your <laughs> amazing healing and not only your hands-on healing but your ability to hold space in healing for others you know just many of the conversations that we shared together I just felt so held by you and beautiful and I really wanted to invite you on today's episode to really allow you the chance to talk about your journey and for me to hold space for you. And I also think that your journey is one that is inspirational and one that potentially could be very relatable. So I'd like to open it up to you to just talk about, you know, where you've come and your trilogy. You know, I know you mentioned that, so please. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're very kind, Francesca. Thank you ever so much. And I'm really honoured to be here. Thank you. As a young child, I've always been interested in odd and interesting things. Um, I always had a keen interest in aliens, UFOs, astral travel, stars, the universe, the whole lot. And often there were times where I wondered what is there there's and and i felt that there was something there but i didn't at that age i didn't know what it was but i felt a connection and i felt a connection when i looked sometimes when i looked up in the sky i felt in in the night sky i felt a connection with some of the stars in the sky you know especially orion's belt the pleiades and the morning and the evening star you know, I, I just felt, um, yeah, some sort of connection there with them all. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then just moving on from there, um, I, as I grew up, I still had a fascination with these things. And as it was, these things started to grow and it just seemed to filter in a little bit more and grow and grow like a little seedling. Um, and um, and then when I was um, when I went to school I I never really got on at school so I I was always I didn't want to be at school you know there was um, I I wasn't a rebel as such but I just didn't want to be there because I I just had a feeling that there was something else Um, and that was throughout my whole of my school career um, I left school when I, as early as I possibly could, and then I made my way out into the world. And um, yeah, I, I, I left school without any qualifications. I, I had the University of Life Education. That's what I had. <laughs> I had a degree in that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then I went out into the big wide world, made made my way. Um, at that time. Um, I was, it was that time where I could go from one job to another job to another job. Um, so it was, it was quite good. Um, but I always felt as though I was being looked after. Mm. Always had that feeling. It was either in my head or in, or in my heart. 
or sometimes both. I felt really as though I was being looked after, you know. Um, so then um, uh, in my working, in my early working career, I, um, I went through various, I, I started, um, I say I started, I just had a few various odd jobs and then I got into catering, I went into catering because I loved cooking, which I do now, I still love doing a bit of cooking. Um, but then I, I, I don't know, something, after I'd done my catering course and I went out into, into the hotels and workplaces as a chef, um, then I found that I didn't really, there was something, there was always something else just ticking away in the background there was always something else so i left catering um i thought well what do i do now so i joined the um i went to work on work for british rail mm. um and that was a manual job really enjoyed it because it was manual it was physical um but stayed there for a while still not still knowing that there was something else i i, I needed to move on i needed to move so that was the experience. And then I, I joined the post office. I love the post office. It, it was a really good job. I worked in central London. Um, it was so, it was just brilliant. I, 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 had, I earned a decent wage. It was really good. Um, and then during my post office career, um, once again, I, was, I, I moved from different offices, done various jobs in the post office. Um, and then I got a job on what they call the overnight mail trains, mm. the traveling post offices. And I worked on one from Paddington to Penzance, mm. which was lovely mm. because Devon and Cornwall have always, always been my second home, always had an affinity. Mm. Um, it, it, I now know that it was the mystical part <clears throat> of Devon and Cornwall but also the, the, the mystical, the mythical, and the spiritual side. Well, all three, really. There's no, not one before the other, but all three together, just yeah. all three of them. Um, and I felt that connection every time I went there. Um, and I can remember one time, um, or oh, sorry, just skipping back a little bit, sorry. Um, in the meantime, while I was in the post office, I got married. Yeah. Um, my wife and I then, we, we had a few holidays down in Devon Cornwall. We went to Tintagel. Mm, Never yeah. been there before. Yeah. That was a really, I want to use the word exhilarating experience because I had a deja vu moment on Tintagel Quay. Mm. While I was there, I walked through, it must have been a curtain, a, time, a curtain of time, I walked through this curtain of time and I was actually standing on the quay in Tintagel on a cobblestone quay. Yes. There's, there's no cobblestone quay. There was an old, big old four-masted sailing ship, one of the old big pirate ships mm. tied up on the quay. And I, I was there. I was there in that moment. Mm. It lasted what seemed a long time but it was only a few seconds mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it just all went so that was my first real connection wow. 
with my journey. Um, it wasn't a defining moment, but it was one of those moments where you just something slots into place. Bit of the puzzle. Mm. Sounds um, like you experienced a sort of a multi-dimensional moment where everything was existing in the exact same time. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then, um, yeah, just after that, I was still working in the post office. Um, and as I was going, because we used to get off the train at Plymouth, and we used to stay over for the day and then come back the following night. Well, because I love exploring things, I've always explored things. They see now how the people live. Even when I've been on holiday, I love going around the back streets, seeing what the culture's like. I enjoy immersing myself in the culture of where I am. Mm, you know, yeah. Even if it's looking at architecture, buildings, or just listening to people as they sit on their steps, talking or doing whatever. Um, so anyway, I explored Plymouth, the old part of Plymouth, down in the Barbican where the Pilgrim Fathers sailed from. And then um, I went into a shop. There's a little shop there called Odd and Interesting. I still, I don't know whether it's there now, but it just drew me in and it was full of everything. Mm. Uh, crystals, everything spiritual, uh, spooky stuff and, you know, uh, just, just, just everything, you know. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, and I got talking to the lady uh, behind the counter and she said, there's a lady, because um, I was asking about meditation classes for mm. some reason. So she said, yeah, she said, there's a lady over in Tor Point, which is just across the river. Um, she, she holds a weekly circle. So, okay, she gave me a number, phoned up and went over, joined the circle. Her name was Pam. Pam and John, that was her husband. Very, very nice people. And the ladies and the gentlemen in the group they were absolutely so welcoming. Mm. I felt as though I'd come home. Um, so I just joined the group and I'd done that for quite a number of years, about seven or eight years altogether while I was still traveling up and down. Um, and in the meantime, I got myself a bike, which I stored at Plymouth, so as I could cycle from Tor Point back to Plymouth to catch the train because there was no buses. But anyway, that was, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, and then, one day, this was the really defining moment on my journey. One day, I was in the meditation group. We had a meditation. Um, and in my meditation, I was walking along one of the Cornish country lanes or a Devon country lane with the very high chalk, white chalk banks, with the grass just coming over the top, with, with the red wild poppies here, dotted here and there, a few yellow flowers. I can still remember it to this day. This is oh, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago. I can still remember it now. Um, and I came to a crossroads. And at this crossroads, there was one of the big old-fashioned signposts with the four arms. But on the ends of the arms, they were like the fingers, very old one. But there was nothing written on each one of the signposts, okay. each one of the boards. Uh -huh. So... I actually knew that it was time for me to leave. Mm. Time for me to move on again. Mm. Um, and so I made, I made a decision to leave the post office. Um, and at that time, my marriage was um, slowly disappearing, for want of a better word. Not in a cruel sense or anything, you know. It was just that it wasn't working and uh, by that time I had three children, well we, we had three children um, 
So I made a decision to, it was a quite, a, quite a tough decision to make. So I made a decision that I would leave the post office. Um, but before I did, I, I enrolled in night school. Mm. Um, and I took up heating and plumbing for, and I'd done a two year night school course back in the days when it was sitting in guilds. Mm. And I, I studied really hard. Um, and I got a distinction in my theory and in my practical work. And that is the first time in my life that I'd actually achieved. Um, just kept myself so busy. Mm. I loved being busy and I loved my plumbing and heating. I was very passionate about it. And even though I'm supposed to be retired now, I still, I'm still very passionate about it. <laughs> um, but um, so then I, um, my marriage fell apart. Um, things happened and it was that. Um, so then I just carried on making my own way in, in with my business. And all of my business was by word of mouth. I mm. never, ever advertised. Mm. Just one after another. And um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. I worked for a couple of different companies, servicing boilers and that. For some reason, my spiritual side started to kick in a little bit more. Mm. And I got, I don't know how it happened, but I got invited to... Well, it, probably because I was looking for it, but I, I can't remember at the moment. But I got invited to a meditation circle. And then from there, I got invited to a closed circle, which I, oh, I just loved it. There was so much coming in and I was, I was doing so many different things. My meditations really blossomed and took off. Mm -hmm. um, uh, just doing little bits of psychometry and all, all different bits and pieces. Uh, and a little bit of platform work. Um, but I wasn't really in, I say not interested. It didn't, I was in, I, I don't know what it was, but I was interested in something else, but not the platform work or psychometry. I didn't know what it was then. But anyway, anyway, I went to the lady who ran the closed circle. She, <clears throat> she used to run psychic evenings, which was, um, called a psychic supper uh, you all had a bit of chili and a bit of bread and whatever mm. and a drink on the table um so um and then you had a reading from a medium i had a reading the medium gave me a reading he said do, do you have a do you know you have a strong energy down your left side it's a blue or a mauve energy i said no i don't he said have you heard of somebody a gentleman called harry edwards i said no not at all mm. so me being me i went back i googled it and that found out that it was a healing sanctuary that Harry Edwards used to run, because he's now passed over. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just went there within, I think it was within a fortnight, I'd gone up to the sanctuary, signed up for the healing calls, and mm -hmm. just went from there. And I had my own plumbing and heating business mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the beginning of it. I, um, I had an affair with alcohol. Mm -hmm. It was part of my journey. Um, I, I sought help. And, and this was very coincidental because I was um, through my journey as, as the beginning of my journey with it. Um, I met a lady. I didn't know she was in AA, but all of a sudden we seemed to come together mm. and she introduced me to AA um, because I knew that it was really getting out of control or starting to get out of control by that time. So um, I went to AA 
Um, I've been there for a couple of months and I thought, oh, I'm fixed now. I can, I can do it myself. Mm. No. <laughs> so <clears throat> I went out. <clears throat> I was all right for a few weeks. I started drinking. So I went back into AA after the very good lady friend of mine, she sort of laid it on the line mm. and said, and so it made me realize that I was an alcoholic. Mm. So I went back and I, and I focused, I just absolutely focused on the program. Mm. So that was another pivotal moment in, in my journey. Mm. Um, I, I focused right into it. I'd done, I'd done the various um, jobs in AA, greeter, tea maker, um, giving out the big books, um, everything. Uh, and I even, I even run the, uh, the AA meetings. I was secretary of this particular AA meeting for a year, um, which was unheard of because for some reason, to become a secretary of a meeting, I know, I, know, I, I felt as though I was fast-tracked, but because it normally takes quite a few of the older hands to be a secretary and run the meetings. But for some reason, when I look back, I'd been fast-tracked. <laughs> uh, and it was just amazing. So um, it shows, your, shows your commitment, you know. What I find quite fascinating about what you've just said in regards to um, joining AA and what could you tell us a little bit more about how that felt when you finally admitted to yourself? Oh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, a big mm. I, I felt a big weight lifting from me and I felt myself open up mm. I felt um even though like I was still I was on just at the beginning of my spiritual journey but when I finally and, and it wasn't long after I joined when I went back into AA the second time when I really focused on it when I really committed myself that was when it opened up yeah I just felt myself open up I embraced it mm -hmm. and that was when it all opened up up until this present day yeah. my when I look back on my journey I know that throughout the whole of my journey I've collected so many tools to put in my toolbox and now even though I'm still learning but I don't need as many tools in my toolbox now because I have those tools and I can, I'm starting to use those tools now. I, up until the present day again, my whole journey, what I've done with the Reiki, my spiritual journey, the, everything, healings, everything, they, there's always been a purpose to it. Mm. I've, been guided, I, I've been guided to actually, or I've been maneuvered into that space for it to happen um because it's part of who and what i am today mm. um and it's um it's just accelerated my spiritual work my healing work everything it is and it's just opened me all up opened me right up now because i feel so centered and right in that space I, I, I'm right on the very middle of the road on my journey, mm. right on that very middle road. Could you share your story about the, uh, the Harry Edwards healing? Oh, 
I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. so I guess that sounds like that was really the starting point where you began yeah. your, you know, your healing work. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I, when I went to the Harry Edwards Healing Sanctuary, my emotional side, my emotional body was absolutely shot to pieces. Mm. Absolutely shot to pieces. I was, um, I would just break down in tears every, uh, the slightest, slightest thing, because I, but it was a very, I want to use the word cathartic, but I don't know whether that's the right word, but it's just come to me. It, it was the moment when everything was being released. Yeah. Just, just being released, ready for the new energy to come in mm -hmm. because I'd suppressed, unbeknown to me, I'd suppressed so much and it was now time to release it. And throughout my journey at Harry Edwards, I know and I felt Harry Edwards around me mm. while I was sitting there learning about healing. And again, um, the same as my heating and plumbing, the same as AA and my healing, I just focused. Mm. I read so many books. I enjoy reading. So I've read so many books about healing finding out different things, Googling things, talking to people, chit-chat, chit-chat. I, I, I do, I do chit-chat quite a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just enjoy the, the, the chit-chat, mm. talking about spiritual things, talking about life, talking about everything. Mm. You know? And from that, I, can, I seem to gain more knowledge. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've just, um, I, I've always, with those things, I felt like a sponge, just soaking it up, soaking it up, soaking it up. And that's what I've done. When we had the Reiki Master course, oh, it was so brilliant. Because again, I just went straight into it. I just went into that space and I was there. And meet, meeting you and all the other ladies. And it was so wonderful because there was so much energy there. You, know. you, you certainly were there every day and you know maybe we can talk about that a little bit and how how that felt because obviously we shared that moment together and that's mm. something that's always gonna stay with us but not yeah. only that we we felt um a lot of remembrance from past lives and yeah. i mentioned briefly in in the intro of this episode that when you did your healing on me I was suddenly flashbacking to Persia, Egypt, and and I and and I did that because I knew that I was present with you during those flashbacks, and it was like you were almost giving me a download of that remembrance. And I don't usually get very visual, um, which is interesting because you are such a visual person and you really led us on a journey every time you would you know tell us about your meditation experience because it was so visual and I'm so grateful that I've met you and you know hearing oh your God. whole journey that you've yeah. just you know very openly shared with us it's for me it's inspiring you know because you. it is very inspiring because you've allowed the darker moments in your life to act as a encouragement for yourself to yeah. progress on your spiritual journey that perhaps was you know you always were supposed to do just life got in the way yeah yeah you know yeah. and yeah. it's encouraging to know that the spiritual journey as we say mm. it is it comes at any point in your life and and now 
I'm on my quest for glass for for the Essenes. They're very very much focused. Um, I went on a trip to Somerset, which I'd never done before. Booked it all up again. I met a lady there who I used to know from the what we call the away day events for Harry Edwards because I used to run their psychic events, mm. uh, just do the stand for them. Anyway, I met this lady called Debbie there. She said, oh, we've just got chit chat. Oh yeah, she said, I've got a couple of books which you can have. And my friend runs retreats to Israel. The Essenes, they they live with the rem not the remnants. They still there's the Essene tribe is still there, but few of them. And they live with them for a week or a fortnight at a time and just do the Essene proceed, you know, whatever they do. Uh, she runs these retreats there. So um oh that was brilliant. So I come back from Glastonbury, I come back from Somerset. Um, I'm still trying to process the Reiki master calls, trying to process a whole lot. Um, and now I've actually contacted Chrissy. She's away for a little while, but as soon as she comes back, she's going to get in touch with me and then we're going to go from there. So that will be another part of my journey. And one that's been wanting to come through for a long time, but one it's thing all that's in been, divine timing, isn't it? It's all divine timing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and I'm actually, my meditations and everything else, have really changed now because I feel myself more opening up more. Yeah. But the, th the three pivotal points in my trilogy, I'm 70, I'm, I'm 70 this year, as you know. And um, but the, the three pivotal points are my, uh, my meditation in Plymouth and the crossroads, going out, going out on my own, building myself up, my journey through uh, my alcohol, my NAA, and then from there, moving through into my spiritual side. So it's, I can see that pathway. It's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just so wonderful. And I, I, I'm very mindful of the time. Yes. I, I have so much more. Story. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> It's been uh, fascinating. Um, Thank you so much. I, I'm just so grateful to be able to share my story. <laughs> I, and where can people connect with you, Pete? And what do you offer? Um, healings? I, I, I offer um, I offer one-to-one -one healing sessions. Um, I'm gradually building up my own um, my own sort of um, healing practice now. Um, so it would be one-to-one -one healing sessions. I can do guided meditations. Um, I, I work for a, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation charity, the Kairos charity. Mm. I help with that. Um, I, I offer help yeah. and you, encouragement. You truly are a person who wants to help people at oh, such it's right there in the heart and it radiates from you. It's, it's here, yeah. Because mm. of what I'm doing now, yeah. I know it's in the, the third part of my trilogy. It doesn't matter, yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't see time. Exactly. I don't see time. Mm. It, it's just I'm doing it, whatever's meant to be at that specific time, mm. and it's there. Mm. Yeah. You know? And I love that. Thank you yeah. so much for oh. joining today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Pete. Thank you. Thank you. I really love this conversation with Pete. He is such a genuine, 
humble and loving man. And to share his journey in the way he did, 70 years of age, and his commitment and dedication to his soul's calling is really, like he said, just in the middle of his journey. And what I loved that he said at the end there is that he doesn't see time. Time is this illusion. Your soul is working regardless of what time looks like in our linear fashion, in what we have made time to look like. But on a soul's level, time is non-existence and growth and work is continuous. And so to hear Pete, where he is saying now that he is, he feels like he is in the middle point of his journey, it's just fascinating to see and hear his reflections of his life and how his calling was showing up at multiple different times of his life for him to answer and for what reason or another things got in the way life got in the way but we do all have free choice and now his choice is dedication and commitment to this path and regardless of what that looks like in this lifetime the lifetimes to come from his soul's growth this is a massive massive part that he is playing in that and so what i've really gathered from this conversation is that there It is never too late ever to start anything new, to learn anything new and to transform, rebirth yourself in this current lifetime. Why not? Start today. Start now. Time does not exist. Age is only a number. So I really hope you are encouraged or definitely inspired by this conversation. And I definitely have a soft spot for Pete in my heart. He is such a loving, loving man. And I definitely have much to learn from him and excited for our journey together and the connection I can build through our relationship and the lessons I have to learn. So I will be back next week with another enlightening topic that in one way or another will awaken, heal, or transform you. Sending you so much love from my heart to yours. Bye for now.